go to Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45 and 5, and um, I won't, uh, I'm going to preach just a little while. I'm, I won't preach a long time, but I just want to uh, take my time and just, just give it out to you uh, the way I felt like the Lord just kind of put it in my spirit and the way I got it together here. So hang in here with me uh, just for a few minutes. Isaiah 45 and 5, the Bible says, I am the Lord. He said, and there is none else. There is none else. I said it this morning, but I might as well say it again. You, you could just stop right there and say, well, there. that's it. Case closed. <laughs> Booyah. It's over. As my buddy would say, Brother Gun, that's a boom shakalaka there, baby. It's over. I am the Lord. There is none else. <laughs> but he said, there is no God beside me. He said, I girded thee, he says, uh, though thou hast not known me. He said that they may know from the rising of the sun, from the west, that there is none beside me. He says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. He's getting his point across. I'm him. There's none else. Verse 7 is where I'm going to take, I guess you'd say your text or whatever, my title or whatever, but here we go. He said, I formed the light and created darkness. He says, and I make peace and create evil. He says, I am. He says, I the Lord. Do all things. I, the Lord, do all things. So let me back up. Formed the light and created darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all things. Let me preach just for a moment. God of the darkness. It ain't going to be negative. Don't worry. Don't fall out yet. Don't go get your coffee. Just hang in here with me. But we're going to explain a little bit about the God of the darkness. Is that all right? Let's give him a hand clap of praise before you sit down. Lord, your word is already anointed. I ask you, Lord God, to help the vessel again. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can sit down if you like. We live in a world where people want instant satisfaction. Can I get an amen? Huh? I'll be honest, patience is no longer viewed uh, as a virtue because nobody wants to wait. It's amazing how, uh, you, you know, you can get in a line and before you know it, you're just going to put it down and say, it ain't even worth standing in line. I, I can't figure that out. Like one cashier in the middle of Christmas at Walmart. Just can't figure certain things out. You know what I'm saying. So here we go. So virtue is no longer, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, my Lord, I, I don't even know if I can handle it anymore. But here's the deal, because everybody wants everything done right then. In fact, we complain really sometime about the hustle and the bustle and the fast pace of life uh, and the world that we live in. But then our own very expectation is for an answer, and we want it right now. 
We want God to move on our behalf right this moment. We want God to move whenever we speak. We want him just to hop up and do exactly whatever it is that we're asking him to do. I said it here before, but it's in need of saying again. You see, everybody likes to shout about miracles. It's just nobody wants to be the volunteer to get sick. Everybody likes to shout about miracles, but nobody wants to be diseased or crippled. In fact, nobody wants to be the vessel that a miracle comes to, but we do love to shout and scream and holler about miracles, and we did that Friday night at the campgrounds. Nobody wants to have financial difficulties so that they can testify that Jehovah Jireh was the Lord that was going to provide. In fact, no one wants to be in a storm so that they confirm that he is Jehovah Shalom which means uh, the Lord of peace in fact I doubt seriously in the building here today and I, I know you're listening real well but I doubt seriously if anybody here today would say you know what I want to experience all kind of problems and all kind of trouble and all kind of hell breaking loose in my life so that later on I can stand up and talk about Jehovah Nisi which means uh, God uh, is my banner I'm telling somebody in the building here that the God that formed that light, he was also the God that created darkness. In fact, if you read about Paul, uh, here he says, he says, I was shipwrecked. Uh, he said, I was beaten. Uh, I was thrown into jail. Uh, I was persecuted. In fact, most uh, of the New Testament uh, was written while he was in prison. Uh, and only once uh, can I read uh, where of a miracle happened for him uh, while uh, he was in jail. Uh, when I begin to read uh, about the Apostle Paul uh, and how many died and how they died and how how the apostles uh, died uh, with a horrible death uh, while uh, serving the God uh, that they believed had all power to be able to deliver them. Uh, I've got to ask the question here today, again, not a downer, but what happens to uh, our faith uh, when we lose our joy? Uh, what happens to our faith uh, when we lose our job? Uh, what happens to our faith uh, when the stock market goes in the tank? Uh, what happens to our faith uh, when family members get sick uh, and bank accounts go uh, into the negative. Uh, I'm preaching uh, that the same God uh, that brought joy uh, when we prayed uh, has it walked out on us when it got dark. Uh, you might be going through problems, but he's still the God that can do anything. Uh, you might be having a situation, uh, but he's still the God that can handle your problem. Uh, you might be going through hell right now, but he's still the God that can work it out. The scripture that I just read to you, the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. And he said, Isaiah, you need to get your scroll out. He said, because I've got a word that I want somebody to hear. He said, I formed the light. I created darkness. And I made peace and created evil. And the Lord do all these things. You know what God says? Here's what I need. I need a vessel. I said it this morning, but I'll say it again. Brother Tenney told me one time, he said, David, he said, if you're walking through hell, he said, don't stop. You're just a few steps from heaven. Can I tell somebody in here, you might be going through it, but don't throw in the towel. You might be 
be having some problems, but don't just throw up and say, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. You might be having a situation or two. Don't you sit there like a knot on a dill pickle and let the devil get the best hand on you. What you got to do is stand flat-footed and tell the devil, you're a liar, you're a deceiver, you're the father of lies, and the truth isn't in you. Can I tell somebody, the God of darkness is also the one that has formed that light. The Bible said, and Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? Was it this man or his parents uh, that he was born blind? The Bible said that Jesus answered, and here's what he said. Neither hath this man sinned uh, nor his parents, uh, but that the works of God should be manifested uh, in him. Uh, I'm here to tell us in the building that the disciples uh, walked with the Lord, uh, yet uh, they looked uh, at trouble as sin. They didn't even really know him, uh, and they didn't even really understand the power that the Lord possessed. I tell people in the building, we got to quit looking, uh, and we got to quit letting the devil zap our faith uh, just because we ran into a little trouble. I met some people that says, that's just my lot in life. I just can't believe that. I've met people say, well, that's just the way it's going to be. I just can't believe that. In my own mind, I'm thinking, you know what? I know David had a problem. I know he had a generational curse. But you know what? Finally, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You want to know how to break that curse? You got to get to the house of the Lord. You want to know how to break that curse? You got to get the Holy Ghost. You want to know how to break that curse? You got to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And then you can say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Sometime trouble is there so that we can witness the greatness of God. I probably told the story here before. I didn't tell it this morning, but it just come to me. I remember being in school and it not being my best subject. School wasn't my best subject. I went a lot. I went more than norm. <laughs> Finally, I just said, that's it. I've had enough. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, it just wasn't my best subject. But I will tell you this. I remember Fridays was test day. And I remember make Mondays was makeup day. And I tried to miss both. That way I didn't have to concern myself. I didn't try to go a whole lot. But I, I do remember being in the middle of a test day one day, and, and, and I kept raising my hand in my little day vision, and old Miss Donahue kept looking at me and shaking her hand, and I kept waving my hand in my little dream, and, and she kept just doing And finally, I remember in my dream, I was like having a daydream or whatever, uh, and I just remember telling her, hey, lady, my parents pay you to be here. You better come talk to me. <laughs> I know you can't do that. now. Well, you probably could do that now and get away with it, my Lord. If you, can go, if you can go and be a fuzzy dog, you ought to be able to talk back. So, and so anyway, I shouldn't have said it, but I did. That's funny. I remember waving my hand, and I remember her not coming. And in my little daydream or vision that I was having, uh, dream, whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I remember her coming to me after the test was over, and she looked at me and says, David. She said, I saw you the whole time, but she said, you need to understand something. The teacher can never talk when you're in the middle of a test. I was in the middle of a test personally, not in school, but it was like the way the Lord was showing it to me. 
He said, David, I didn't forget you. He said, you was in the middle of a test. I can't talk when you're in the middle of a test because if I start talking to you in the middle of the test and you don't go through it and be an overcomer, then you won't have a testimony. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, you're in the test of your life, but God says, I'm going to work it out. I'm going to make it out. He said, I cre I'm telling you, I formed the light, but I created the darkness, but I am the one that healeth thee. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, my God can do anything. I'm telling you, God can handle anything. Don't you dare let the devil lie to you, try to get you to throw in the towel. Jesus taught his disciples, you know, some things look like they're troubled. Really, it's only a, I'm telling you, really, it's only set up for a miracle. You hear me? It's only a setup for a miracle. Think about the story when the grown man, here it was, this grown man, living his entire life blind, only that one day Jesus would walk by and show his power. Born blind, living his whole life, waiting on the Lord just to walk by to show his power. You got to ask yourself, here we go. Do I have enough faith to live through the darkness that I'm in right now? Do I have enough faith to live through the trouble that I'm in right now? Do I have enough faith to live through all what's happening to me right now that one day that I can allow when the Lord does this for me that one day I can say, you know what? All that that I went through was so that one day he could show how powerful he truly is. Jesus speaking, he said, as long as I am in the world, he said, I'm the light of the world. Here was a man, I'll say it again, sitting in darkness all the while. Jesus, the light of the world, was helping other people. Just a few chapters earlier, you can read where Jesus had turned water to wine, how he had communed with the woman of Samaria, how he had healed the sick of infirmity, how he fed the multitude with five loaves and two fishes, how he forgave a woman caught in adultery, and yet the blind man couldn't see. And yet the blind man couldn't see. But listen, God isn't just the God of light. There is sometimes, I'm going to say it slow, there is sometimes that he is the God that creates darkness. It almost sounds like, oh, my Lord, why? When I, when I was reading that and studying that, I'm, I'm being transparent. I was like, whoo, why do you want to do that? I'm scared of the dark. I told y'all here, I, I like to sleep with a light on. I'm, I, I'm scared of the dark. I don't like the dark. <laughs> but listen, Satan sometimes has us believing that God is not either listening or he just don't care. That's the way the enemy wants to work. But you know what? I'm telling you, God is about to show himself strong. God, I'm telling you, God is about to show him strong. Not only in your life, not only in your city, but I'm telling you, God is about to show himself strong in the world. You mark it down. 
God is about to come out the corner. He said unto him, he said, go wash in the pool of Shalom, which was interpreted sent. And the Bible said, and he went his way, and therefore, and washed. And the Bible said that he came seeing. See, when God sends you somewhere in the midst of your darkness, don't get upset. Don't get discouraged because you're only a few steps from your greatest miracle. You say, you think he's really going to do that? Boy, if you could ask Job. Hey, Lord, you think? The Lord said, hey, why don't you try my buddy right there? Why don't you try Job? I bet if Job would have known what was going on, he'd say, what kind of friend are you? Hey, why don't you try my buddy? Do everything you can. Huh? So you know what? You might be going through a few things, but it might be the reason you're going through them is because the Lord trusts you enough to know that you're strong enough that you're not going to let it defeat you and you're going to be victorious and you're going to have a testimony at the end. Could it be? Yeah. The blind man, everybody's saying, man, what happened? What's going on? Isn't that the guy? I think that's him. Looks like him. Pretty positive it's him. They finally look at him. Somebody got the nerve to say, hey, are you the dude? He says, I am. Are you the man? He said, it's me. And I go, what happened? He said, I don't know. He said, but here's what I know. Whether he be a sinner or no. He said, I know not. He said, but one thing I know. That whereas, whereas I was blind, now I see. Where I was blind, now I see. Can I tell somebody, you may not ever understand, because here's why. His ways are better than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. The way he does things, sometimes I can't even figure out. The way certain things happen, I, I, can't, I can't put my finger on it. But I know one thing. I know God don't lie. I know he never fails. And I know all is well when I call upon that name. This is going to sound a little odd, but you know what? We need to take comfort in our dark days and our dark nights. You say, why? Because the Bible says the people that walketh in darkness, they have seen a great light. And the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It's going to be hard to, to swallow, but here we go. Quit trying to figure out your trial. I was telling brother and sister Rada, I got something going on right now that to me is just absolutely ignorant. They don't think it is, but they don't think like I think. I want to tell them that's what you get for thinking when you ain't used to it. But they just ain't listening to me. I'm telling you, I'm just adamant that they ain't nothing but dumb as a box of bricks. And I've already told the Lord, I don't know. I know you're playing funnies, but I'm telling you now. I have put this in your hands, and I'm not. This all on you. 
But I've learned something. I could get all beside myself, fold my hands, stick my lip out, start whining, crying in my milk, find fault with everything in the world, and be miserable. Hello? Be miserable. Or I could just say, you know what? Hey, Lord, you're supposed to be my daddy. Take care of that. Go ahead and hop on that deck. I'm telling somebody, he might be the God of darkness, but I promise you, he knows exactly what he's doing. Quit trying to figure out your, your trial. Quit trying to understand the trouble because here's why. We will never understand the work that God is doing. Just let the light shine. You know what I like when God does things? is when I wasn't even expecting it. Wasn't even expecting him to do something. And then, poo he does it. I'm like, uh-oh, you the man. Huh? Wasn't even expecting. This week, some guy called me. I haven't talked to this guy in like 10 years. Brother Smith, I was praying. I'm like, oh, yeah. He said, I'm going to do this for you. I said, yes, you are. He said, did you know I was calling? I said, no, but I'm glad you did. Just unexpected. The Lord said, let me show you what I can do. What wasn't even looking for it, the Lord said, let me show you I can handle this. I'm telling, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you better get ready. God's about to show himself so strong for the church. There's going to be unprecedented. There's going to be unprecedented miracles, and there's going to be unprecedented things get ready to happen. There's about to be unprecedented. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's about to be unprecedented things going to begin to happen at turn point. You better get ready, and God says, I'm going to use you to make it happen. I'm going to let things flow through. You better get ready. I'm going to make a way where there seemed like there was no way. He said, weeping may endure for a season, but joy comes in the morning. I need somebody to hear what I'm saying here today. I'm going to just say it again. You might be in your darkest day. You know what? And I'm a firm believer in what you say is what you're going to get. I'm the kind, I've told y'all that I hear a thousand and one times, so here's a thousand and two. I don't use the words impossible and incredible and unbelievable because all those words are negative. They say, you got diabetes. I don't say I got diabetes. I say, they say I got diabetes. See, what you say is what you're going to get. What you speak, let me, huh? You ever met somebody? You, they can't help themselves. They just negative. How you doing? I'm so sick. And I'll probably be sick next week. I'm telling you, don't sit by me. I'm going to lick my fingers and palm your head. We're going to pray. Don't be no fuddy duck. You got to say, I'm blessed and highly favored. He might have created darkness, but I know where the light is. You might, I'm telling somebody, you got to get in your spirit, your mind, and your body and say, I know God can do anything. Whew. So the God who created darkness, I said it again, is about to shine the light. Paul said it like this. He said, for God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Peter explains it this way about the God of darkness. He says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him 
who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, understand, you might seem like you're locked in darkness, but he isn't just the God of the darkness. He's the God of the light. When his light starts shining, it's a marvelous light. It ain't a weak light. It ain't a light that can't do it. I'm telling you, when his light starts shining, there's something that begins to happen. When his light starts shining in you and through you, I'm telling you, people take notice of something that's happening for you. The Apostle John, he begins to maybe have a few few closing words uh, on the subject here. He, He says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you. Somebody says, well, what was that word? That word was is that he said, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. I formed the light. I created, but in him there is no darkness. He said again, a new commandment I write unto you, which things is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Can I tell you that we're not going to have dark days? Can I tell you now that things are not going to come your way? Can I tell you now that things are not just going to always happen? No. But here's what I do know. No matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, no matter what's going on, I promise you God will always be the light. So here it goes. In Genesis, he says, And the earth was without form and void. People in this house feel just like that. You say, what? Yeah without form and void. He said, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep. The darkness was upon the face of the deep. And here we go. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I'm telling you, God has everything under control. You all right? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Can you say something? Can you say something? I know my wife well enough. She travels with me enough. She's my co-partner. Keeps my balance. I just saw something on her, and I asked her, did she have something to say? So turn around, babe. You love this stuff, too. The God that created the darkness, believe it or not, created Satan, the devil. When he created him as a being, he created him with one characteristic, 
and that was to reflect his glory. His sole job was to reflect the glory of God. What reflects? It's a mirror. So in my mind, his whole uniform was nothing but bling. He was made up of mirrors. And every time he walked into the presence of God, he reflected his glory. When the devil said, you know what? I can't do this anymore because I want to be bigger than you. God said, okay, I'm going to cast you down to what I have created as the earth. When he casted him down, every part of the devil's uniform was cast into a thousand pieces. And it fell upon this earth. God created your darkness. But what he is saying today is, can anybody in this room find a little bit of peace of what I created for a being called Satan? He's got a whole lot of his uniform just laying around and no one wants to take claim to it. But if you'll just pick it up and reflect my glory, when you reflect my glory, light will become into your darkness. And where your darkness is, the light will fill. The devil is saying in your mind and in your mind and in your mind, don't pick up my uniform. Don't pick up my uniform because I know what I was created to do. And if you pick up my uniform, then you have no choice but to reflect the glory of the God that created darkness and created light. When God went into his own darkness and the devil tempted him day and night, he left his own darkness and went to a place called the Sermon on the Mount. It's just a few chapters after his own darkness. The whole chapter says, blessed is he. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. So out of God's own darkness, there must be blessing. If you pick up your reflection, your reflection and you reflect the God of darkness, he has no choice but to give you a blessing because he created that way. He's a God that cannot lie. He's a God that won't take back his covenant. You are his covenant. You are his promise. You are his reflection. Turn point. It's not a blessing that's coming. It's a blessing that's here. It's a blessing that is here. It consumes every place in this building. It's in every corner. It's in the ceiling. It's on the platform. It's in the doors. It's waiting to be picked up. Are you ready for your blessing? It's yours. I said it's yours. Look at your neighbor say the blessing's yours. Look at somebody else say the blessing's yours. Come on, look at somebody else say the blessing's yours. Woo! My, my, my. 
My, my, my. Somebody needs to say, you know what? I'm reflecting what God said. I'm going to do what God said. I'm living in the blessing. My, my, my. So here's what we're going to do today. You, if, if you're able to stand, would you stand? Let's just be honest today. You, you might be a guest here. If you're a guest here, welcome to the friendliest church in town. Somebody's going to shake your hand. Somebody's going to say where you come from. Somebody said, you got a piece of gum. Ain't no telling what you might get asked. If you leave here and somebody didn't shake your hand, something's wrong. I, I promise you. It's just the way we do around here. No pressure. But if, if you feel like, if you feel like you need something from the Lord today, and you feel like, you know what, I just feel like I'm just going to turn my situation over to him and let him move on my behalf. Would you lift your hand? You got something that God could handle for you today. You, you got something that God, I mean, it's everybody. I mean, just about everybody. I mean, when you look around, normally I don't do it, but look, hands are up everywhere. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask our altar ministers to come, if you would come. Our altar workers, you know who you are. Ministry team. <laughs> they're coming quickly thank you so much for helping me out all right here they come coming down all right here we go they're coming to help us out thank you so much they're still coming down yep we got folks all right got folks coming here we go all right thank you so much they're still coming down you might be next to a friend, a family member, a coworker, a guest. You might be next to someone you don't even know, and you're thinking, man, I want to go pray, but I don't want to go by myself. I told you while I go, welcome to the friendliest church in town. You just tap somebody on the shoulder. You ain't even got to know them and say, hey, I want to go pray. Go with me. They'll say, okay. That's how we do that around here. Nobody pulls on people. Nobody shakes on people. We don't do all that. But we're going to pray the prayer of faith. This church, this ministry believes in prayer. If I start going down, every one of you practically, probably 95% of you could say, they prayed for me. They prayed for me. I was in, they prayed for me. This is a church of prayer. But if you would like God to do something for you today, again, no pressure. But we are going to repent in a moment as a family. We're going to pray in a moment as a family. And God's going to touch people that take a step out and say, Hey, Lord, I need something from you today. 